Hey, this is Dwayne Larson, and welcome to It's a Music Thing, a podcast about, well, you guessed it, music. Each week, I'll try to bring you new stories from artists and other people in the music industry. I want to make this podcast one of your go-to music podcasts. There are a few ways you can help me make this happen. Go subscribe on iTunes, and if you feel so inclined, rate us. Also, tell your friends about It's a Music Thing. Nothing like word-of-mouth advertising. That goes a long, long way. Also, check out and follow our social media pages. It's a Music Thing MB on Instagram. Uh, on Facebook, it's It's a Music Thing. The website is It's a Music Thing.com. Also, if you f- want to, drop me a line at It's a Music Thing mb at gmail.ca if you have a show idea or would like to be interviewed or heck maybe you even know someone that wants to be interviewed all right enough of my droning on and on let's get on with the show It's Dwayne from It's a Music Thing, and thank you for tuning in once again. I know I'm going to apologize again and again and again for this, but it's been hectic, it's been busy, I've been away for work, and I've just things have fallen by the wayside. But I'm I'm going to reward everyone's patience this week with a really amazing conversation with Todd Kowalski from Propagandy. Uh, I've known the guys from Propagandy and Todd for a while. Actually, it's uh, one of the biggest shows I ever did. Or have done was in Estevan, Saskatchewan with Propagandy way, way back. I don't remember when it was. I don't, I remember where it was, but I don't remember the, the year. But I remember how everything kind of came about. And we get into it a little bit in the, uh, the interview, but to simplify it, uh, put it out there. They said, sure, we'll play. And they came to Estevan to play. So I've known them since, uh, let's call it the early 2000s is kind of when I met them. Um, I've been very privileged and uh, very lucky that they've invited me into the studio a couple times to do um, stills for them while they're recording uh, a couple albums. Uh, most recently, Victory Lap, uh, the new one. Um, and have got to know them a little bit and Todd agreed to be on the podcast and thank you so much for taking the time. We talked for a, this is a long one. So, you know, if you want to break it up into two, take a break, take a, you know, whatever, uh, feel free to do that, but I want to play it in its entirety. Um, and then as, as we usually do, or I usually do, I guess on this, um, I, play music afterwards, but I'm not playing any propaganda stuff because if you're a fan of propaganda, you're, you're a fan, you know, you've already heard of propaganda. Uh, instead I am going to play a couple, I spy songs and a couple swallowing shit songs, um, from, you know, back in the day that maybe you have heard, or maybe you haven't heard. I, I highly, if you like thrash, definitely check out both these bands that Todd was in. Uh, they're both really, really good. Um, and yeah, that's, I don't, I don't, I don't really know what else to say. This is, this is a big one for me because I've loved propaganda since probably our 16 years old back in way, you know, far enough. And you don't need to know how old I am. So it, it was great to sit down and talk to him. We really get into not just stuff about propaganda. We get into his personal life, what he likes to do. Like it, there's just so much to unpack that I don't want to ruin too much for you. So uh, as always, 
I want to thank uh, Mike Lipanowski for helping out doing all the technical production, kind of, you know, tweaking the, the, the buttons and knobs and making me sound better than I probably do. Uh, also, huge shout out to DivineShirtCompany.com for sponsoring us. If you need some merch made, head over to info or head over to info, head over to DivineShirtCompany.com and talk to Scott. He will help you out. You need screen printing, vinyl transfers, embroidery, and a lot more. He does it all. It's you know it's it's important in this day and age for your, for bands to get merch because that's how they make money. Um, if you're lucky enough to have the rights to your songs and all that kind of stuff, and your music's actually making money, then you'll make money that way. But a really great way to make money for touring bands merch. So head over there again. Uh, yeah, I'm just super excited for everybody to hear this, and I hope everybody enjoys. Todd Kowalski, play bass and do some singing in propaganda. That's yeah. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Um, I guess first of all, do you? I like to go kind of like a history lesson in the person that I'm talking to yeah. when it's not a full band. Um, do you remember the first time, or the, even the first song or artist that you heard where? music really became re- relevant in your life? Uh, the first song that I remember thinking was amazing was some... Uh, you ever heard the, the song called The Sabre Dance? It's an old Russian Russian song. No. It's like a classical song, but it's like super, super exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, it's just... And the cover of the, the record was like all these like... Like a cavalry on the horses coming okay. over a cliff, you know? Yeah. So, I, like, of all the music I heard, I'd put, like, just get my mom to put on this one record, you know? And mm-hmm. I just, like, it just blow my mind, you know? Yeah. And I know I wasn't old because I was standing on the couch and I was only about as high as the backrest, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, that's the first thing. And then after that, I think, like, like maybe, like, Billy Joel or something kind of okay. caught my ear. Yeah. Uh, and then the first thing that, like, besides that stuff was Kiss, for sure. Okay. Yeah. Like, as soon as I heard Kiss, it was over. It was game over. Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah. um, I mean, growing up, did you, like, were your parents super music, like, musical? Was there always kind of music in the house? Uh, no, like, they liked music, but they none of them played it or sang okay. or anything. Uh, my, my mom was, like, into, like... Engelbert Humperdinck and uh, <laughs> Roger Whittaker and yeah. stuff and yeah, that, that, and that's kind of like my parents were super into like polka music, right? right. Which I never got into, but yeah. at least it's fast. It's oh, it's super <laughs> fast. And seeing those old people on like the polka, it's yeah. it's like a pit. Yeah, like you don't get in the way, but they're completely measured as to how far they're like spinning someone out, and yeah, like yeah. it's it's kind of gnarly trying to navigate that as you know a little kid at a wedding trying to go through yeah my parents are actually pretty good dancers oh yeah or yeah and they were good at yeah polka everything yeah my dad was into willie nelson and johnny cash oh, and nice. stuff, which as a kid i fucking hated more than anything on yeah earth, but <laughs> now, I, now i like it yeah now there's you know growing up looking back a little more appreciation yeah yeah i still don't like polka <laughs> oh, yeah. other than it's fast yeah <laughs> that's yeah, about the I end can... of that yeah, it's not like that fun to listen to. No, um, so you heard you heard Kiss. But actually, though, sorry, oh, sorry. The first bands I ever saw were polka bands. Though. Oh, okay. And the first live bands. You yeah. Know? Like as I go to these barn dances, you know, my mom's from a farm town, you know. Mm-hmm. 
Because you grew up in Saskatchewan, right? Yeah, Saskatchewan, yeah. yeah. So we actually would go to my like my grandma's and you know, but it's the first live bands I'd see actually playing guitars and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of interesting. Yeah, that's I mean they're incredibly talented musicians, yeah. but I mean as for the music, to me it's boring as hell. Oh like, yeah, it's just yeah. yeah, I just lay under a table and go to with sleep. My dog, you know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I mean, yeah, polka, sure. Yeah. Um, so then you heard Kiss. Yeah. And like you just said, it was kind of the game changer. Yeah. Um, what kind of happened after Kiss? Like, where did you kind of go down the the rap hole, as to speak? Uh, well, I guess the next thing I was super into was fuck when I heard Judas Priest. Mm-hmm. Like Judas Priest, like yeah, that record blew my mind. Yeah, you know which I mean? which record? Uh, Def- Defenders. Oh, okay. Yeah, like I'd seen like the just like minutes of videos from like other things you know mm-hmm. but like the first tape that i actually could like absorb and you know like, yeah was the i still like i still didn't feel like they deposed kiss off their throne but mm-hmm. like well, i mean oh, like uh i just love both of them so much yeah i mean kiss is a kind of different monster if you want to call yeah. it that like they're i've even read interviews with like gene simmons and he's like i'm a shit bass player he's like i'm no good but it's more about the show and how they yeah. they put it out there and they just owned it like yeah. they just did it whereas I think Judas Priest is like hella talented yeah like yeah. super super talented yeah, yeah and I like in Kiss's like defense like I actually like I think other people have caused them to think about themselves that way oh okay you know what I mean yeah because like, you listen to Gene he's doing all these walking bass lines and mm-hmm. like it's super creative you know Ace's solos to me are amazing, you mm-hmm. know? And like, yeah, I don't know. I think it's just like people said this about them and they just kind of like went with it, you know? Yeah. Because yeah. I actually read an interview um, because it's their, I guess their, we'll say quote unquote last tour because yeah. all those bands from that era seem to do one last one and then, or one more last one. Yeah. Um, but this is apparently going to be their last one. Yeah. And he's both... Uh, um, Ace and Gene have thrown out to Peter and oh yeah, what? Ace. Ace. Oh sorry, who's the guitar player? Kiss. Uh, Paul Stanley. Paul Stanley. Sorry, that's it. Yeah. Paul and uh, Gene have thrown it out to Ace and Peter about doing a couple one-offs. Yeah. Like just he he's made it in on no uncertain terms that they're not back in the band, yeah. but he wouldn't be opposed to them like coming back yeah. and playing like. A couple shows or something, yeah. which would be pretty cool to see. Yeah, I'm not sure if that'll actually happen. No, I'm, I'm sure there's enough <laughs> bad they, water under that bridge yeah, that they, they don't want to jump in there. Yeah, they like to fight and insult each other. So, yeah, which um, is fun. Fun as someone watching, you know. Oh yeah, for sure. It makes <laughs> it makes for a great drama, but you know, not so much for the people participating. In yeah, it. exactly. Yeah. So, how, about how old were you when you started getting into like? The heavier music like Kiss and Priest. Well, Kiss, I was only like four or five. Okay. Like, like I saw, me and my brother saw, like, I guess five or six. In 19, I'm born in 1973. The first time I saw Kiss was 1978 on the Kiss Meets the oh, Phantom. Okay. T- like there was a just a TV show. Yeah. And I remember me and my brother watching it and it like... It was like a mix of between like superheroes and yeah and music you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. 
you know, like I just remember that astounded us, both of us. Mm-hmm. And then I started buying the cards, like you could buy trading cards. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just at my grandma's town, I could even get them there. Like they were, they must have been huge, you know. Like mm-hmm. well, they were, you know, but yeah. they were huge enough to have cards in a little town in Saskatchewan. Yeah, to reach know? all the way up yeah. to you know, yeah, little town Saskatchewan. Yeah, and then I got my cousin moved in who was older than me, and she had a well, actually, my friend across the alley. Mm-hmm. discovered like as soon as I got into Kiss I realized his dad had every record except for the first one in Love Gun oh okay and then uh, yeah and then my cousin moved in and so I finally had my own Kiss record in the house <laughs> you know <laughs> eventually and then uh, yeah and then she started buying me or no then I saved up I got Kiss Alive it was the first record I mm-hmm. ever bought took me like three weeks of saving to get it yeah and my little allowance <laughs> and then uh yeah and then i she got me another one for my birthday it was so on yeah so yeah and just kept kind of building from yeah. there and then at right at that point i was old enough to like get start doing my own thing yeah yeah um so when did you pick up your first like when did you start playing music uh well my friend Chris across the alley from me started playing ukulele. Okay. He's just a little kid like me. Yeah. And uh, his dad played guitar, the guy with the Kiss records. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they he started playing that ukulele so young. Like, I just saw a picture of him. He's like probably maybe three or four. You mm-hmm. know? And I remember him as a ukulele player. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, there's Chris and his ukulele. And, like, he's, uh, like he's now he's played in, like, the Funk Brothers from Detroit, oh, okay. who have more number one songs than anyone in mm-hmm. the world, like written them. Yeah, like he plays, he's been in like Serena Ryder's band, okay. like just all over. Like he travels all over on yeah. this giant cruise ship now, playing for like two thousand people a night. Like, I've seen, I've watched a few YouTube <laughs> things about like cruise drummers or cruise musicians, right. and that looks like a pretty fucking sweet gig. Like oh yeah, you play he's all over once it, or yeah. twice a year, or once or twice a night. And then you just have free time. Well, except for, uh, like, it sounds like that, mm-hmm. but you'd have to, like, learn all those songs. That is true. You know what I mean? Like, it would... And it's got to be a pretty big, not set list, but big repertoire you've got to yeah. pull from because you can't pay the sa- play the same set night after night. Yeah. Because exactly. that's not how that works. Yeah. Like, I have a feeling Chris knows. And, and you have to, he might have to, or somebody has to do, like, the charts and all that mm-hmm. for everybody. Like, I don't know much about it, but I just yeah. remember, like, he was doing charts for Funk Brothers. and Yeah. Like, I think it's a way, uh, way bigger undertaking than it's... Than most people think, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so... But, yeah, but anyway, yeah, so he was playing ukulele, and then he started playing guitar, and then my cousin, uh, different cousin, but same family that was living with me with the Kiss record, had a guitar, mm. and he quit playing and gave it to me. Nice. And, uh... I, I think I was probably in like grade five, maybe okay. grade five or six by the time I started playing. Yeah. And, uh, but even though I had my friend, like I think my friend's dad and my friend like being so good at guitar, like really intimidated me as a kid, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, so I didn't feel like I could go and learn from them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I just felt like some shitty kid who's into heavy metal you know yeah which is kind of unfortunate like i remember his dad trying to show me like uh like house of the rising sun and that okay you know but yeah. like i just remember feeling like it was so like i was 
you know what I mean? Like, like I was you weren't a, good I was enough. Afraid and, to play. You yeah, know? for sure. And uh, so I, which is super super unfortunate because, like, I was on my own even though those guys were so good. Mm-hmm. You know, like my friend Chris, he was taking guitar from Jack Semple. You know. Oh wow! Like, like at the age of like, you know what I mean? Like we're yeah. in elementary school. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, and learning from like one of the the amazing yeah. musicians. Yeah. So. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just in my house, like, trying to piece together how to do anything. Like, yeah. I didn't know how to tune a guitar. And this is, like, this is, I mean, obviously, pre-internet days where you can't just go pick up a tab or YouTube anything. So it is, yeah. like, legit, you're on your own yeah. trying to figure this stuff out. Yeah, and I did buy guitar magazines, you know, with, mm-hmm. with tab. Like, there was tab, yeah. but it was, like... It was not, I wouldn't say, like, I understood what it was supposed to be. Yeah. But by the time I, like, counted every time, you know what I mean? Like, like it's eight fret. You count yeah. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. You know, like, it wasn't, yeah. like, uh, ingrained yet, you know? Mm-hmm. And you count one, two, three, four, five. Like, by the time you, I, like, got a song going, you know? It's yeah. Just like, especially when I, my guitars were, like, not in tune, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm just like, holy shit. <laughs> like, it was a, like, music was... Like, since I started, it was a huge, huge, huge challenge. Yeah. Know? Like, and I tried I tried to learn at school, you know, joined jazz band, mm-hmm. got 27%. You know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, yeah. I, I, was, I was there, too. I was lucky enough. Uh, my parents put me in organ lessons. Mm. So I could read music by the time I joined a yeah. uh, band, but I played saxophone. Right. And I fucking hated it. Right. Like, I just faked my way through it, and I got close to hundreds on every test because I already knew the music theory behind it. So I'm like, Oh, well that's these notes and that's this thing and whatever. But I hated, like I, I felt like kind of how you felt. I just felt like I wasn't good enough and I never asked for help. And then when I eventually could quit band, I just quit band. It wasn't my jam. Yeah. I had no idea what was going on. So do you remember, or what was your very first band that you played in after you kind of started figuring your way around stuff? Well, the first band ever was my Chris, the guy playing guitar, mm-hmm. he, my friend Kenton, and me. But Chris knew how to play guitar, and yeah. I knew like maybe one, one or two chords. And Kenton knew nothing. He was supposed to be on bass, <laughs> and like, like we were called the KTK Warriors, Chris Todd Kenton Warriors, and like me and Kenton were trying to play like kind of like metal. Yeah, and Chris was like, he was more into like actual rock and the mm-hmm. Beatles and that. Like, it was only, like, a short-lived little thing. Yeah, for sure. And Kenton didn't know how to play. I was afraid to play. And, like, it's just basically Chris playing and me and Kenton pretending to play. Yeah, yeah. And then... uh, And then... After that... I guess... Yeah, it was... The first, like... I guess I wasn't in anything. Then me and my friend... Or me and my friend Kenton started playing, like... uh, like we were trying to play, uh, like actually, like death was okay. like the first, the first thing, you know, and pos- and possessed and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like actually, it's been like I went, I guess, a long time without being in a band. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So we were just trying to play. Like we were actually playing like the most <clears throat> offensive, like rudimentary. Like mm-hmm. there was only scream bloody gore out. You know, like okay. that was the only death metal that there was yeah uh that i we knew of anyway and uh except for like possessed well there's a band i'm possessed but they mm-hmm. weren't really death metal you know yeah 
But our, we were just trying to be as, and we we're actually we're trying to sound a lot like Exciter now that I think about oh, it. Oh, okay. Yeah, Exciter and like Scream Bloody Gorgeous came out, so we were in. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like it was so offensive. Like I still have the tapes when I listen. Oh to yeah. It. Like his, if his mom would have came home, we would have been you know what I mean? <laughs> just killed. Yeah. But like that was just the goal, you know. Like it's like, yeah, just like we were looking at that and just like, yeah. Fucking, we can be extreme too, you know. <laughs> and then, uh, but the a lot of the riffs are more like exciter, like old school uh, metal than mm-hmm. than death sounding. And then, yeah, and then, uh, and actually, we were like after we got like a little a little bit better. Yeah, we started trying to add like bigger chords, like Voivod. Okay. A lot of it was some kid. Like I, I actually in grade six, I played a show in front of the school. Like just on my guitar, yeah. suck the bag. <laughs> yeah, and then, but at some point, I remember playing guitar in front of this kid, and he go, "All you're like, I was playing power chords, like metal, you know." Yeah. He's like, "All you're doing is moving one chord up and down all the time, you know." Yeah. It got in my head actually for the better in my life, I think, mm-hmm. because uh, I was like, "Oh, he's kind of right," you know. Yeah. I better like learn to, and it made me paranoid. Oh. So okay. like when uh when later on when I was uh. Like, even when we were trying to play our metal, mm-hmm. like, I was starting to try to add, like, just some extra, like, little Voivod chords. Yeah. And reverse the power chords, you know? Okay. And it kind of, like, it kind of went until I was in I Spy. There's all, like, by that point, there's almost no no power chords at all. Mm-hmm. Or, or even in Propaganda, you know? Like, yeah. very little. Mm-hmm. Like, all, all based on this... Well, it's not all based on this kid, yeah, but that was the but first, this one comment the first that, seed. Yeah, yeah, you're some, just going yeah, up yeah. and down, and it's kind of boring. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, which actually, though, power chords to me are the very best sounding chords. Mm-hmm. Like I could listen to one person playing two power chords and just picking fast yeah. for the rest of my life. Yeah, that's all I need. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean some of the not yeah. taking away from bands that I mean go above and beyond. But just that simple rudimentary, you know, sound where it's like, eh, nice. You yeah. don't, you don't, you don't have to think about it too much. You yeah. just sit back and enjoy it, which is what music should be, really. right? Right. Yeah. And also that being said, on the flip side, having those people that go above and beyond that are just crazy, phenomenal, listening to that and your jaw just dropping, going like, yeah, what the fuck did they just do? Like how? How? Yeah. It's it. I mean, you know. There's a time and a place for everything, I guess. Yeah, I'm kind of like into both, you know. Like, yeah, to me, like, like I like the crucifix as much as I like animals as leaders. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, you know, you, yep, it's, it's, the, it's just the way it is. Yeah, you know? it just depends on the the time and the what you're feeling that day or minute or hour. Yeah. Um. So at this point, uh, around what year is this kind of? Oh, uh, that's like probably like I guess eighty eight, probably okay. eighty seven. Uh, yeah. When did you, because your first, um, would your first, you say your first quote unquote serious band be like I Spy where you actually kind of toured and yeah. pushed it? And before that, well, me and my friend Jamie, we spent a lot, a lot of time jamming together with no drummer. Okay. Like in the late 90s, like mm-hmm. like after this. So it was like, that was me and my friend Kenton at about 87. But yeah. then he kind of got just like sidetracked into like like uh like sid vicious type punk you know like the sex pistols and all that and i was actually in a band with him and his friends 
uh we were called disturbed youth so that was the next one and i could tell like i guess it was just like actually i was the best guitar player but okay like there's other guys who were like more punk and older you know yeah they kind of just were like why is this geek in our you know what i mean <laughs> yeah yeah and i just i kind of just got phased out <laughs> yeah which is all right but i actually thought that band like was like good mm -hmm. like i thought these songs are awesome like we were trying to be like the accused i don't know okay if you know them. yeah they were yeah. all our favorite band and i was like like we didn't sound like the accused but or like it was like a mix between the exploited and the accused just okay just like punk punk you know and yeah that, that sentence mm -hmm. and the singer was like he was older than us he was like i think 18 we were 15 or something yeah and i just was like fuck this is awesome you yeah know? when we jam but then we spent half the time like watching them smoke outside or, yeah you know what i mean and is there is there any recordings from that do you know if there's no, any, that, nothing no. we did tape it but it's but, long lost yeah. yeah yeah and then the next band was uh this other band 47th chromosome okay which was back with this is fun. <laughs> yeah, it's stupid and then it was back and we actually played a show at our school so it was the first band that actually played a show oh, okay that i was in we played at our school did like a gangrene cover uh let's drink some beer and uh <laughs> I think that's the only cover and no I think there's one more and then uh yeah that and then we played at a skate park and mm -hmm. uh by then like that was like I guess I was in grade 11 right then okay uh, and then that just kind of I don't know what happened to that fizzled just like yeah, yeah you know 11 or not 11 year olds but like I guess you'd be 17, 18 year olds yeah. kind of tend to do. Yeah. And we were then trying to sound like, I guess, a bit a, like punk. Uh, like any time we tried to sound like somebody, I felt like we retained, like we never sounded like copies, you know, mm -hmm. which I kind of felt happy about. Yeah. But we were trying to go more down the path of like the Doughboys and stuff. Okay. You know, but we were like. But still it, your own thing. It's not like you're ripping off yeah them. it's just like oh i kind of like this sound so let's find a way to mold it and meld it and yeah make it own. and even and i for some reason i always felt like even if i wanted to copy people i didn't have the ability to mm -hmm. like like i like my mind would go off on a different path you know yeah like so even if i started out intending to do that like just like go up a different alley kind of yeah and Which then, probably stems back from that guy's comment yeah. about, you know, the one chord just going up and down. Yeah. And then, like you said, even if you don't think about it, you probably always thought about it and been like, yeah, I like this, but let's make this more us yeah. as in a collective. That and I, I think sort of also the paranoia about, or, or paranoia slash looking up to in some way my friend chris and his dad mm -hmm. like I, I think i always felt like i was like trying to make music like you know what i mean like yeah. uh like not i didn't want to be shitty yeah you know yeah I mean? you want to be the best you can be you know at that time yeah and yeah. keep progressing to get better and better and better yeah which, even though it was shitty but but was attempting i mean, it, not to be you know every everyone's got to start somewhere i look yeah. back at like my original like when i started shooting shows holy shit they are terrible and that's not i mean that's kind of knowing what i'm doing and then now i i'm not going to say i'm the best at all but now i could like set my camera and send anybody in there and i roughly already know 
what most lighting and stuff is right. going to be like here right, right. at the smaller venues in Winnipeg. And I've gotten better at it. Right. But like the early shows, like I shot in Regina and actually got published in Amp Magazine. Okay. Uh, I shot the Circle Jerks. Oh, wow. I don't know how that got published because I look back at the photos. I'm like, these are, these are terrible. Like there's motion blur and not because I chose there to be motion blur, but because that's just what happened on the settings because I didn't really know what I was doing. Yeah, yeah. So, so I definitely understand the the push to keep getting better and not repeat yourself and like, yeah. 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 I don't uh, remember the circle jerks going to Regina. That's interesting. They were. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're in Regina. I think it might have been at the state. Oh, wow. Or it might have been the Riddell Center. I can't remember anymore. There's, I could look at the photos and yeah, like yeah. look at the backdrop and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's where that show I was. I must have been out of town or something. I uh, wanted to go in, yeah, in the 80s to see Circle Jerks in seven seconds in Edmonton. Mm-hmm. I was in Edmonton, but yeah. uh, just my mom not knowing the city didn't let me go. <laughs> it's kind of a, kind of a bummer, you know? Yeah, that yeah. That would have been awesome i saw seven seconds at i mean year like this was within the last five years down at uh, in minneapolis at the triple rock okay we went down there for uh the fat 25 year reunion thing and the night before it was uh seven seconds i I don't know is it gangrene okay i think more kind of like oi punk kind of stuff and that's that was my first real delve into like skinheads okay. and stuff and it was it was it was violent but in a violence that befits a show like right, that right. like there's no idiocy there was just like it it i didn't want to get too close into that pit because yeah. i'm just like ah, i'm just gonna stand back here and drink my beer and just just kind of watch what's going up there yeah, cool. but it was neat it was a lot of fun i mean seeing seven seconds back when they were I don't want to say in the heyday, but in the heyday yeah. of what they're doing would have been amazing. So yeah, totally. I could only imagine little Todd just being like pissed off and just being like, yeah, want to go to the show. Just let me go. Yeah. I was, I was actually like quite a bit more into the circle jerks at the time. Yeah. Like I loved, I loved them, mm-hmm. especially circle jerk six, that record. Okay. Like the, uh, the other two were like the first two, like, Maybe because I actually own Circle Jerk 6 and my friend Jamie owned the other two, you know? Okay, yeah. So I would be listening to it 10 times more. Yeah. But I uh, I just found it, like, just better. Even when I hear it now, I'm like, I just like this better. Mm-hmm. It's, like, longer. Like, you know what I mean? Short and fast songs are usually better, but in their case, I found not, you know? Yeah. So then you came into, and then I Spy kind of kicked up and started? Well, I moved to Winnipeg. And uh, before I left, I saw... Like the guys from I Spy mm-hmm. playing <laughs> Iron Maiden covers in the park oh, in okay. Regina. And, uh, <laughs> but they also had a few of their own songs, like their own songs were whatever. But mm-hmm. they were like like kind of punky songs, so I could tell that they were into punk bands. You yeah. Know? But they were playing Maiden, and they oh, played okay. it really well, except for the vocals. Uh, and I was like, I took note, you know what I mean? Like, because mm-hmm. I, like, I was moved to Winnipeg. But I'd go back to Regina in the summer. Yeah. So I was like, I think I asked my friend Marlon, like, can you get, can you get a hold of these guys and see if they want to jam? Yeah. And uh, they did, which was good for me. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, for suddenly sure. Suddenly I have a whole, like a, a band, like, like a real I'm not band, just like... one guy I have to piece together, but three yeah. people who play together. Yeah. And that was like the rest of I Spy. 
And uh, yeah, so I went back, jammed uh, the first time with them. And yeah, it was just like, we started playing, uh, I don't, it didn't even have a name, but it's on, like it made it to the, like the first song we ever made is on that, uh, that I Spy compilation oh, okay. record. Yeah. Yep. Or at least on the CD. Yeah. Uh, but I remember thinking, like I wrote this song in Winnipeg. I mm -hmm. pretty much had all winter to make it, you know, so yeah. it was actually a decent song. And then, uh, yeah, I remember us starting to jam and I was like, like I felt like, okay, this is awesome. Mm -hmm. You know, like if I jumped off the couch, hit my head on juice pigs, mom's roof, knock myself out. <laughs> and fucking James claims I was solo trying to solo while I was laying there. But <laughs> I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. He always adds that. So it must've been true. But, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> I find that funny. Yeah. But I remember like the way that those guys reacted, like, uh, to the song too mm -hmm. you know what i mean like james just closed his eyes got into it rary took like everyone just tucked to it you know yeah and i was like okay this is awesome mm -hmm. and then we wrote a bunch of songs uh played uh played in saskatoon one one show i think two shows so that was our first show i ever played out of town oh, okay uh i guess we played in regina but i don't remember mm-hmm and then, uh, and then at the end of the summer, yeah, we, there was Bat Sweat. It was Sean Fedorchuk from, okay. who went to Kittens. Okay. He was in a band called Bat Sweat and I just knew him just from what, I don't know how. And then, uh, yeah, we did a show opening for Bat Sweat and I have an old picture and there's like, Chris was there mm -hmm. and Samson was there in the crowd, like watching and, uh, Chris says, these are the guys from Propagandy for whoever's listening. Um, and, uh, but the funny thing is, is Chris like recognized me mm -hmm. before we started playing just as a guy that you'd see like just in Winnipeg. Like, yeah, just at shows or like, whatever. Cause I, I didn't really actually have any friends. So he'd see me just downtown by <laughs> myself, Yeah, you know, at record stores. Or, yeah. And I'd say hi to him cause I'd seen Propagandy. Mm -hmm. And then, uh. Yeah, I mean, I thought they were awesome. Like, you yeah, know what I mean, like, when I moved to Winnipeg, I saw Propaganda as like, okay, like as far as a, 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 like a local band, you know. Yeah. I was like, here's a local band that I think is awesome. Mm -hmm. Like the the fuck the scene tape and all that. Yeah. Like I would listen to that and just be like this is fucking awesome. Yeah. And even before I went back to with I Spy, like Propagandi didn't have a bass player. Mm -hmm. And my friend Regal drove Propagandi around like yeah. in a van. But I didn't see Regal often. But he'd drive me to his shows, you know? Yeah. Like these guys kind of had a little bit of pity on me. Him and Derek Kuhn, he went on to like burn the 8-track. Oh, okay, yeah. All yeah. that stuff, yeah. And uh, what was I saying there? Something, 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 something. Uh, the guy, uh, the, uh, Chris and... Oh, yeah, the tape. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so Regal actually played me the propaganda tape in his room. Like, mm -hmm. this is, like, I'd only been in Winnipeg for, like, two months, maybe. Yeah. And he's, like, he goes, you should join these guys on, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and then he goes, ah, they'd hate you anyway. They, uh, <laughs> they, they... You know what I mean? Because I did, and he said something about because you don't drink, they like drinking. Okay, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was just like, I was just like, 
you know, it didn't register too much. I mm-hmm. just remember thinking, and then I saw it, like, by the time I ever heard or saw them again, mm-hmm. like, Samson was on bass, you know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and I was just, like, I was just a fan, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I wasn't even contemplating that Regal said that, or, you know what I mean? Yeah. I was just like, okay, this band's fucking awesome. This tape's awesome. Yeah. And then the Martial Law tape came out. It was even better, mm-hmm. you know? And I was, like... Especially like uh, I can't even think of what, but the whole "Help Me Bake This Bread" was on both of them, I think. Yeah, yeah, just like those songs. Yeah, you know, and uh, the song uh, "Showdown" on the tape is okay. like I like it a lot better than the LP version. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was awesome. The whole thing, and then I ordered like through Birth Fanzine. I can show you after if you're interested. Yeah, for sure. But it's like the first like Propaganda seven inch and. Oh, okay. And first time that... And I ordered two. So yeah. I actually have two, which is good. <laughs> uh, but it's, yeah, the first Propaganda 7-inch Sockeye split. Oh, okay. And that's like... Uh, so it's Sockeye and Propaganda in birth, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'd listen to that. And it's a, actually a quite a bit <clears throat> faster version. I can't remember if it's the same as the tape, but mm-hmm. it's a way faster version of Who Will Help Me Bake This Bread. And oh, okay. And I just... Yeah, it just seemed so... Oh, I know. Yeah. It's the the first time I they came on my radar. I was just like, "This is like I." And even to this day, like even with the stuff you guys are putting on now, I mean, back then it was like I had to get a dictionary out and be like, "What what what are these guys talking about?" Yeah. And then you look it up, and it's like, "Oh," and now it's like I Google it and it will tell me a little bit more. Yeah. Um, there's something I wanted to touch on about what you said, but about uh, the guys not liking you because you didn't drink. Yeah. Um, has that always been like, I don't want to call it straight edge, but not drinking, not doing drugs. Have you always been kind of that way? Yeah, like I've just, never it's drank. Never, yeah, never really yeah. done it for you. Yeah. My whole family was like alcoholics and stuff. So it's just yeah. like, I was just like, Hey, you, you've like, seen that. Yeah. It's just, yeah. And I'm very, my brother too. I think, I think my brother not drinking and my mom too, actually. So mm. it's, it's like, it's kind of like all of us and just watching the people around us kind of fall apart a little yeah. bit. You know? I mean, I definitely saw that first time with my dad and yeah. I didn't realize I actually did. Um, I don't know when this will be coming quote out, out, but I did an interview with uh, rusty Mateus. I don't know if you know rusty or not. Uh, used to play in the waking eyes was okay. in the weaker lens for a bit. Okay. Um, cheap dogs. Uh, but he actually has been talking about, um, how he was a functioning alcoholic. And as soon as he woke up, he was drinking and then it just reached a head where, shit just started falling apart and yeah. whatever. So I saw that kind of happen with my dad yeah, yeah. and I didn't realize how bad it was until he had, uh, him and my mom had split and I was helping her like clean up the house and stuff. And there was like Mickey's of vodka, like hidden in boots and in behind walls. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, so I, I completely, I drink, but I, I mean, I get, I don't ever want to get to that point. Cause I remember one year seeing my dad fall into the Christmas tree right, right, yeah. and I'm like, why do people do this to themselves? Like, yeah, I had lots of those experiences. Yeah. yeah. And I'm all, I'm all for having social drinks and that's great. But I've also learned where my cutoff is. Yeah. And I mean, maybe chalk that up to having a few, you know, blackout nights, yeah. but I've also been the kind where I start to get to that point. My homing beacon comes on. I'm like, it's, Nobody needs to see me this bad. It's time to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that's, I mean, amazing. Do you, were you, when do you, 
not to harp on this whole thing, but when did you become vegan? Or when uh, did you know that it was like, was it a gradual thing or? Well, I moved to Winnipeg. The only vegetarian I ever knew was my friend Kenton's aunt, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, but I moved to Winnipeg and I moved in with a guy who was from India. Okay. Like, like he's fresh to Winnipeg. Yeah. He hardly knew English, you know? And, uh, we were in one little room, like about this size. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so there's like a headbanger and a guy from India Yeah, and he was a vegetarian. Okay. And, uh, like my mind was starting to turn, like, like hearing propaganda and that, well, I'd actually, and the MDC records had stuff about okay. being vegetarian, yep. you know? So I was like, maybe just like a little bit mentally thinking about it, mm-hmm. you know, like just a little bit, you know, yep. with those records and, and of course, Youth of Today had their song, you know, our numbers are doubling in 88, you know, yeah, about like no more is the song about not eating meat, mm-hmm. you know. So it's probably been like just little seeds here and there planted. Then I moved to Winnipeg, started listening to Propaganda, and like there, uh, and uh, was also like the band uh, Go. I don't know if you ever heard them. No. But their singer, like the singer of Go, was gay, and Propaganda had those like you know homophobe songs. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, because the way I grew up, you know, was like, like. Oh man, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Regina, like yeah, everyone's no, homophobic, racist. Like, it's, it's like it, insane. You yeah, know? for sure. Yeah. It's it's slow. I, I I can't. I shouldn't speak for Regina. I didn't grow up in Regina, but small town. I grew up on a farm and then down in Estevan. Yeah, it's getting better. Very slowly yeah. and almost. It's shitty to say, but almost reluctantly. Yeah. On their part, on a lot of people's parts, getting better, but at least it's getting better. Like. Even my mom, you know, being in that older generation, I've corrected her on yeah, things. Yeah. She, and I know she doesn't mean it, like, in a belittling way, but you you say the N-word. That's belittling to your, like, to the person you're referring to, to yourself. Yeah. Like, it's ignorant. Yeah. And so I will say, I'm like, just just, just don't. Yeah, like, no just, kidding, yeah. just say that person or their name. Like, that's, yeah. don't be, like... And I realize it from a quote-unquote different generation, but fuck off. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Times change. Yeah. And so, they know, yeah. And they know. They know. Like, yeah, from my, my situation, is like there's someone like my mom grew up sort of like that and then tries to be different. Mm-hmm. Or someone like my dad tried not to be different. For sure. Know? Like, to almost just to be belligerent to us. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so I, like, I, so I, can, like, I can understand, like, and especially when I was a kid, I kind of would do the same thing as my dad, just to be a belligerent yeah. dork, dork, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And just to, I don't know what it is, some bad feeling in you, you know? Mm-hmm. But that's why I, like, I find myself in a position to understand even where dumb Nazis are coming from emotionally, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I've, I find it having been an interesting experience for myself to, like know that I changed, you know what I mean? I intellectually did something different. Yeah. You know, I know where that's coming from. I know where you can go. I knew how to deal with my dad because he's trying to do the same tricks that I knew, you yeah, know, yeah. already. <laughs> that kind of thing. And yeah, so I guess, yeah. So I moved to Winnipeg, do all that, started getting into it. But yeah, I was at a party 
And I started as talking all politics, you know, trying to be all smart, like, mm-hmm. you know, someone just getting into smart things yeah. or, or different things. And this woman, I think I was actually just talking about bands on major labels and corporate <laughs> music, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just stupid shit. Yeah. You know? Like things that you're interested in when you love something and you're seeing it being destroyed. Like, yeah. Like I love punk. It was my life, you know? Mm-hmm. Completely destroyed by, to me, uh, like Green Day and yeah like all those bands like and nirvana nirvana mm-hmm. and all that shit like like it destroyed it for me like mm-hmm. to this day you know? yeah like it's gone like but so i'm seeing all that but this woman says to me like how can you think that and still eat meat you know mm-hmm. and i'm like well i don't anymore <laughs> <laughs> you know like because yeah. i'm not i don't want to just like hold on to you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if someone seems right to me, they're right, you know? Yeah, for and sure. And she just looks at me like, what? I'm like, I'm done. Yeah. You know, I'm done. Oh, wow. And then, uh, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, my friend from India, too. He Just seeing him, too. I'm seeing how he's eating for, mm-hmm. like, six months before oh, this conversation, right? And I can only imagine the amazing food he's making. Because yeah. East Indian food is, you could eat vegan, vegetarian, and just live on that and it is so good yeah no kidding yeah so it's like uh seeing that yeah and then i was just like he didn't believe that i was gonna do it either yeah you know what i mean he's like no no and then yeah and then yeah the rest of the year didn't eat any went back to regina you know Mm -hmm. my friends like the guys from i spy were like okay we're vegetarians now you know (laughs) (laughs) So you then, came in with your card-carrying vegetarian status. Yeah, it was just <laughs> it was just things were new, right? Yeah, for and sure. Those guys were into like, like we were listening to Born Against, mm-hmm. Downcast, all those bands had yeah. great lyrics. Yeah, like we were all we we're all just inspired by all this stuff, like like Downcast, Born Against, Sawhorse, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, like Spit Boy, yeah. Los Crudos, all these bands. It's just like a pile on so actually when i say punk's done like it was done except for this really uh underground yeah like type bands yeah. you know for me that was like not done yeah that was still <laughs> so there were like there was two parallels there was like the total total shitty fying of everything yeah but then there was the reaction against it mm-hmm. you know what i mean which i mean i'm sure produced some incredible music yeah yeah and everyone was so bon- like like everyone was watching what they love being destroyed yeah and trying to stand up against it yeah which made it like those bands maybe some of them go overboard but hardly you know like yeah. when I look at old born against lyrics I'm like these are great lyrics mm-hmm. when I look at downcast I'm like I can't believe these guys were thinking these thoughts yeah and being able to write like giant and propaganda too like they're yeah. writing these giant essays you yeah. know yeah it's like like my own essays are like fuck me dumb me not you know <laughs> what i mean and like that uh yeah so that was going on and then yeah it was just all exciting you know mm-hmm. and then i moved back to winnipeg had nowhere to go so i moved in with actually chris and them okay so i was just vegetarian but then i remember chris like one day just like you know, like putting his foot down for himself, like yeah. no more milk and cheese. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I remember, oh, thinking, oh, holy shit, he's really going for it. Yeah. And then, like, I just saw how easy it was. 
mm-hmm. you know? And there was like that Vita soy, soy milk at the time, the, yeah. the vanilla. I was just like, I didn't like milk anyway, you know? I was yeah. just like, this is so much better. And I didn't really know how to cook anything anyway. So mm-hmm. just like spaghetti and vegetables. And, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. It seemed easier. Like, yeah, I, yeah, for I don't sure. know how to cook a fucking steak anyway. I don't know how to make lasagna with cheese. Yeah. You yeah. know, I don't, you know? So it's just like, oh, this is like... It's just easy, you know? yeah. Have peanut butter and jam for breakfast, and with sort of cereal with soy milk, and have spaghetti for supper every every day of your yeah. life. Yeah, and know? I mean, especially, you know, back then, not calling you old, but you know, in the would that be mid nineties, early nineties, like early to mid. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's got to be. It was probably a lot more difficult than, especially now, where it's like, uh, we were just down in L.A. and we went to Crossroads. Or no, we went to a place, well, we went to Crossroads, but we went to a place called Doomies, which is all vegan, and it's like vegan comfort food, and uh, one of the girls that was with us got a, a bacon cheeseburger, Right. and the bacon on there, it tasted like fucking bacon. <laughs> like, I'm like, what? It, she was a little freaked out, because she's been vegan for 12 years now, yeah. and so she, bacon isn't even on her register, right. Like, and she ate it, and she's like... Is, is this really bacon or is this like it's like it's vegan bacon yeah. but it's like and her husband tried it and he's like oh my god yeah. so now it's a lot easier because it's come a lot farther which is amazing because convenience is huge with a lot of people oh, so yeah. I think it'll be if it's easier to do that and it you know sustains someone something else's life that's great but I can only imagine you know back in the day was like you said peanut butter and jam sandwiches and like <laughs> macaroni or spaghetti yeah, and meat sauce or not meat sauce yeah. but um so i mean there's this... also i actually the only veggie burgers you could get were powdered too like you take oh. the powder pour water and then and like up and fry them <laughs> same with falafels you know so like yeah. you could buy these little boxes you know like should we buy you know Just yeah go around the corner uh, like we're not too far from like whatever little vita health or whatever that mm-hmm. place was and you know get yeah let's get some burgers you know yeah <laughs> making it like eight of them <laughs> yeah out of this powder and so at this point you're in i spy kind of like yeah. you're traveling back and forth between winnipeg and regina uh well after the first time i went back in the summer all those guys moved up oh, okay moved to winnipeg and so you're living with the uh with chris and with jord or just chris i was living with no well actually uh <laughs> when i when i spy guys moved uh, Chris was moved with Red Fisher to that red house on McMillan. Oh, okay. Where they had lots of shows. And yeah, so it was like Tom BMX from Elliot or whatever. Okay. Whatever. So it was like their room opened up for all the guys from I Spy. Oh, okay. Like Rary took over Chris's room. Yeah. And it's kind of a funny story because like as soon as Rary moved into Chris's room, Chris decided he didn't want to go anymore. And, uh... Like he, uh, he was sleeping out in the car, like, like protesting, not living in the house anymore. And then he slept. Yeah. Then he ended up like sleep. Well, I had a, just a single bed. And yeah. It ended up me, being me and Chris, like the next night, you know, in this single bed, just fucking <laughs> him not leaving. We were just laughing all fucking night. Yeah. Like, I can't remember what, what it was, but we were just, we were, it was just so much fun, you know? Yeah. Then yeah, after about two days, <laughs> he went over to Red Fisher House, <laughs> and then. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Yeah, I thought that was kind of a good time, and then. Uh, uh, oh yeah, and then all I spy was there, and our friend Lorna, who, 
like actually paid for us to record the first I Spy record. Okay. And uh, like she works for Ape Cake Press now. Okay. And she's like the editor or whatever. Mm-hmm. So she actually moved to San. No. What is that place? Oakland. Oakland. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's doing that. She was awesome. She was she was basically like she even went on tour with I Spy a couple times. Oh, nice. Like she was basically us, but she didn't play an instrument, you know. Yeah, she was <laughs> just kind of the manager, merch slash friends. Yeah, slash not just, even she like just come and hang out. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. <laughs> like help us glue the CDs, like because we had. Well, we decided we were gonna make our own CDs. Mm-hmm. You know, it was the first propaganda I Spy split. You know. Okay. Yep. But yep, we yep. we hand cut and folded. All and those. put stickers individually. Oh, wow. You know? Yeah. So we're up to 2,000 of them. Yeah. And then Fat Records sent Chris a message saying they wanted 10,000 of them. <laughs> and we were just like, like we'd been there. Like we had a pile. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we'd been there for like and that's two, a couple weeks. And like, that's 2,000. Yeah. Not 10,000. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, it was eventually like, okay. I think Chris was like, okay, we got to make just like like one thing that we can fold and put in an actual case for sure because we were gluing the the case like yeah. out of cardboard yeah yeah <laughs> and uh yeah so that kind of worked out and then that gave us all enough money to like go to europe mm-hmm. like before that i spy toured the states mm-hmm. uh twice i guess played with uh I got FYP and Los Crudos, yep. Spitboy. We played with like the bands we like. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean, like intentionally, Wazi Pungo. Uh, we were trying to play with Capitalist Casualties, but like at the last minute, the cops broke one of the guy's arms so he couldn't play. Jesus. <laughs> and then, yeah, just all that kind of shit. Yeah, and then uh, went. Yeah, and then we're off to Europe. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and I actually contacted. That came about because. Sam Smith, you know Sam? Yep. He went to, he was just selling shirts or something for, uh, what was it? But I don't know how he ended up there at all. But he came back. And uh, so this is actually where we're st- I was still living with Chris. So it's mm-hmm. before, I don't, I, I don't know. All yeah, the time, I'm sure. All the order of this shit. Yeah, I have for sure. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he came back. You got to hear this band from Germany, But Alive. I put it on. I was like, I fucking love this. Mm-hmm. Like it had this heart, yeah, heart to it. Like uh, Marcus's voice is amazing to me. It's different, you know. Mm-hmm. It was in German. I sent them a message, and uh, like Marcus, like I sent them the I Spy propaganda split. And Marcus yeah. was already a propaganda fan, you know. Mm-hmm. So I kind of got in just the side, like you know what I mean, yeah. like nepotism or whatever. And uh, but he booked a tour for I Spy. Okay. Maybe, maybe, maybe he liked us, but maybe he was also hoping if he did a good job, he could do one for propaganda. Yeah, for you know sure. I mean? Yeah, no. And, uh, but like we were opening for our Bud Alive and we, we did like, I think we were there for 47 days. Oh, wow. Just, That's like just every, we played a show every day almost. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we're still friends with all those guys. Like, That's awesome. Like all the drivers, I saw them all, you know. And Marcus, the guy from Bud Alive, he's actually like a, like a pop star now in oh, Germany. Wow. Like he can't even leave his house without, you know. Oh, that's crazy. He, yeah. I mean, which is sort of awesome. I mean. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. I, I would hate that, but yeah. 
you know, to, yeah. to be successful in anything is, yeah. is great, especially when it's a friend. So, yeah. And I, like, I prefer, I prefer Bud Live cause I like faster music and that. And then being a pop star doesn't really, this just adds to the story. You know For sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, yeah. So how many, how many albums did I spy do? Like, uh, I guess the first one, the split with propaganda. Yeah. That was recorded in the guy from, uh, crash test. Dummies oh, okay. basement. Oh wow! Cool. God, of, God of Thunder Studios, it was called. Yeah, and then then we recorded actually a the Revenge of the Little Shits one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Th- that was pretty much it, and then we saved two songs for a split with But Alive, who I was talking about. Oh, okay. Uh, and yeah, that was pretty much it. Yeah. We have after that we had like we had maybe three more songs, mm-hmm. uh, but like Rary quit after you're up mm-hmm. uh, he was kind of a quiet guy so we didn't even know why but uh, <laughs> we liked him you know yeah and then Guerrero wanted to stay in Regina and we got Sean Tellerico uh playing bass you know mm-hmm. and uh but it just seemed like Juice Pig the only original guy left was just like not didn't seem interested in yeah. anymore like he's you know and doing it you know mm-hmm. so it's and like I'm kind of on my own you know like yeah. Tellerico was into it but it just felt like you know, and then Chris asked me to be in Propaganda. I'm like, yeah. And at this point in I Spy, you're singing and playing guitar or just singing? I was doing both. You're doing both? Yeah, okay. the, the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, So you came from playing guitar. Yeah. And then you just said, like, Chris asked you to be in Propaganda. Yeah. yeah. And obviously play bass. Yeah. Because Samson left. Yeah. Um, was that something, were you, I mean, I mean, you're a big fan of the band and friends with the guys. Yeah. Were you at all kind of like skeptical, like I don't know if I really want to play bass, even though it's for like a band you're a big fan of and friends with? Well, Chris, I think I think when he first asked, maybe just to pad and be careful, but he was, I think he asked if I wanted to fill in. Okay, I mean, I think he was like, you know what I mean? Like I, I I don't know if Samson quit or they let him go, but he was like, we just need someone to fill in. Okay, like to, uh, you know, you know, I was like, okay, I'll fill in. Yeah, because we were also actually me, Chris, and Juice Pig. We were doing this band, Last Man on Earth, where we were just like I was actually on bass in Last Man on Earth. Oh, Chris okay. was on guitar, James yeah. was on drums, you know. And so we were already like kind of doing that. Yeah, and fuck, we had so much fun doing that. Do you, and, oh, go ahead. And then, uh, and then, yeah, then I just started playing. Do you remember the first show with Prop? Yeah, I was in uh, Thunder Bay, I think. Yeah. And it was like, I made a lot of mistakes. And I remember just thinking, holy fuck, <laughs> Jesus, yeah. And I could, I could almost sense like from then they're like, oh, oh, like this might, you know what I mean? Yeah. But then the next couple shows we got on track, you know. And that's, I mean, this month celebrates the 18th year of um, today's empires. Yeah, yeah. I just. I that actually just popped up and I'm yeah, like, I saw that, yeah, yeah. Just, first of I, all, I'm like, fuck, I'm old, because yeah. <laughs> I I came up. That was actually the first time I saw propaganda was at the multi-purpose room. Oh yeah. At the U of M. Yeah. For the album release, right, right. I came up from Estevan because my uh, my good friend has lived here since '99, and so I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna come up for that, and I've still got the hoodie. It is. Yeah, damn it. It is a lot worse for wear. It or sorry, we're from Saskatchewan. I've still got the bunny hug. 
it is a lot worse for wear. Like there's holes all over it and it still comes out occasionally. Um, so that was 18 years ago. And well, I'm going to gush a little bit, but I mean, I had the first two records, uh, how to clean and, um, uh, less talk. But I think with you joining the band is when, and I've said this to many people is when they, you, it came into what it should be. Yeah, I kind like, of it. It I love Samson stuff that that he contributed to the 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 first two records, but like how to clean everything, or not how to clean everything. Um, today's Empires was like a kick in the fucking face, and it's like wow, this is you kind of saw that departure and where you guys have subsequently gone yeah. with the rest of the records. Yeah, I uh. Like, I've started playing in the band in 97. I kind of, in a way, wished that, like, Empires didn't take us so long. Mm-hmm. Like, because it, you know what I mean? Because, like, I remember we were making those songs, and I remember being like, oh, is this? You know what I mean? Wait yeah. till people hear this, you yeah. know? And if it, like, even if it would have came out, like, like a little soon, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, because, uh, like, I really, uh, it's just too bad, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, because I, like, I was in the, I guess, like, four years before we got Empires done. Mm-hmm. Like, 97, 98, or three, four, I can't remember. But yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, I kind of, uh, like, I felt like the demos, the propaganda demos, mm-hmm. were what I loved. And then How to Clean just got a little influenced by that, you know? Yeah, I'm sure it Yeah, and then... How to, it, it polished that turret a little bit, if you want to. Not that the other yeah. stuff was shitty, but it's like they they put their little yeah yeah fat sound on it or yeah. whatever. And I was totally into it, but it went from a little bit being like like bands that we love, like Guilt Parade and like mm. like the punk, yeah, to just a little bit of this bad religion, no effects influence, yeah, which I kind of uh, wished wasn't there mm-hmm. at the time, you know. Uh, and then less talk, more rock. Like, I think people were starting to see the fat thing was dying, you know? Mm-hmm. And it was almost like the idea was, like, to try to do something different, mm-hmm. you know? And it was, but it just was, like, like maybe, like, just a little bit. I like it, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. I got, but I just thought, like, uh, like if the if the band was just, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like just supremo. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, do you do you remember? Because I mean, you came in after um, Less Talk. Uh, you guys are working on like the the demos for today's empires and stuff. Do you remember kind of thinking like because that's, and again, it's kind of not a far abandonment to what Less Talk was. It's definitely an advancement. Do you remember kind of thinking, especially being the new guy in the band, what what is because that's that was the last release on Fat. Yeah, I think no, uh, then potentially. Yeah. Yes, um, do you, but it was a, a kind of complete abandonment from the sound from the previous two records. Do you kind of remember being like, oh, "What are these guys like? What is the label going to think of this?" And can uh, you think of anything like any pushback from from it? I think that like our goal was like truly like I think that we thought that that Fat Records thing was going to die mm-hmm. and like it be over for everybody forever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we're like, like we don't want to be like at all associated with this, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Uh, 
And then I just like, like, and it was stale. Like none of us were interested in it at all anyway, mm-hmm. you know? And it's just like, like, are we going to go down with a ship of stuff we don't even like? Yeah. Yeah. You know? So we're just like doing our own thing. I don't think we, I don't think we've ever cared what even the listeners want to hear, you know? Yeah. Like, it's just like, like I was listening to like, like Fate's Warning and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like we're listening to Drop Dead. Like just everything that's awesome, you know? Yeah. We were just like trying to get it all into our tunes, just like okay, yeah. let's let's do it, you know, and just going hard and like I thought the songs Chris were bringing, like like especially at the end, like like it was like the record was like okay, like pretty good, but right at the end, like he brought like the first song on the record and oh, okay, uh, like ordinary people was at the end and mm-hmm. uh, and uh, the song today's empires yeah. You know, it just felt like it just at the very last second came together. Yeah. And actually, Fuck the Border was an I Spy song. Yeah, I was going to. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to touch yeah. on that. Yeah. yeah. Which is, I mean, honestly, like if you like that song comes on as much as I love it, I definitely make sure I'm to the side because shit oh, gets yeah. fucking crazy down there. <sighs> like it's one of those songs that it's like your blood pressure goes through the roof and it's just like you just and especially watching you like sing and perform it it's like you can see i mean all all of you guys that have played and like the the different lineups you can see the passion that goes into like every single show right and it's like it's just that song specifically is like if you want to go from zero to 60 in three seconds that that's the one where it's like you know after you play like a slow slow slow-ish song right that one comes up and it's like all bets are off. Things yeah, are yeah. things are getting nuts. Yeah. Um, so you guys have had throughout the years that you've been in the band um, a few lineup changes. You had the Beave for a couple albums. Yeah. One uh, supporting cast and yeah. failed states. Yeah. And then uh, Celine is in in the band now. Yeah. Um, every time it kind of seems like the Beave came in, it was like kind of a breath of fresh air yeah and yeah, i'm sure for, it took for sure like you guys were a three-piece for a very long time yeah. and then the beef came in and added kind of i'm sure a new energy a new kind of like would you say like he kind of like revitalized what you guys were doing i think it gave us a like he yeah, he's awesome awesome guitar player yeah and he had his own riffs and stuff mm-hmm. and we like i think at potemkin record like we were aiming higher than we could like actually physically achieve like mm-hmm. not in our playing but like like our dreams were a little bigger than our our ability to mm-hmm. figure out how to execute them yeah you know what i mean and uh like we we almost tanked ourselves on that record like oh, trying okay. too hard you know yeah like just uh like by the end like we spent too much time thinking and worrying about it and mm-hmm. you know we're trying to get better at singing but we're just in this like uh zone where you know yeah like we're in the, this in-between zone in every way you know and uh but aiming super high for like i don't think even like people like the record didn't sell nearly as much as every other record you know okay like it's still it's still we owe money on it oh wow. like i think it's like like out of the hole probably next next term you know <laughs> yeah you know what i'm saying yeah but i think like like in the end like i 
I think it's pretty cool that we tried to do it, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. for our level of everything, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I like it a lot. It's, it's a great record. Like, yeah. It's, it's one of my favorites. Oh, yeah, good, yeah. I felt, I just felt like it's, like, that's one record where what we were going for just was missed by the general public and yeah. for whatever reason. Yeah. And it's hard to say if it's because the songs are too meandering or if it's, like, could be a Our time own, we didn't tour very much too on that yeah yeah and it could be like a, just a time or a place like yeah. it's i just uh watch a youtube not tutorial but a youtube show about how to get a quote-unquote job in the music industry right. and they're like just the guy was like right place right time yeah exactly. that's how that shit happens it's yeah. like you can go to school for it but the people that go to school for it come out thinking they should have this like six-figure job running or whatever yeah. and that's not how that works it's like you got to sell, start selling fucking t-shirts and then you jump on this tour, right. jump on this tour. Yeah, and then yeah. it just kind of, you know, you just keeps getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. Um, what a lot of people or people that maybe know you or follow propaganda may or may not know is, um, you designed the art for failed states. Yeah. You painted that. That is, uh, it's, Drawn digitally. Okay. That one, yeah. But I mean, it's a cent yeah. digitally painted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so what a lot of people might not know is you're a painter. Yeah. When did you kind of first getting, and I mean, I'm looking around seeing your incredible work yeah. here. Um, when did you first kind of start doing that? Like, when did you kind of discover your love of drawing or painting? I guess just since I was like tiny. Yeah. Like my dad was uh, like a painter before I was born, kind of. Okay. Where he's trying to figure it out. Yeah. And he got pretty far actually for having no lessons and no access to anything. You mm-hmm. know, it's just he was in Estevan too. Actually, that's where he grew up. So oh, okay. Just like imagine trying to be a painter in Estevan <laughs> in in the nineteen fifties or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he actually did pretty good, uh, and he liked to draw. So he just he come home from work and draw me like, you know, like little, like he was also in the army. You know, so we mm-hmm. draw like little army guys and tanks yeah put little cardboard stands on them you know yeah so just anything and then i started reading comics you know mm-hmm. so i'd start drawing my own comics and but mostly my dad just like like that was where we got along the best you know yeah like if we if i was drawing like you know what i mean like that's yeah. that's where we bonded everywhere else is just like he didn't understand just, me just kind of butting heads yeah, and, just, but but yeah. drawing and art was like the the common denominator for you too. Yeah, no you, matter what I draw, you know, you'd be like, "That's the best thing I've ever seen." That's awesome. you know? like, yeah. So it's just like, okay, cool. <laughs> and then yeah, I just kept going, and then, and then I, in my twenties, actually like, stopped for a long time. Like mm-hmm. you know, like, not stopped, but basically stopped. You know, for yeah, 10 just kind of took the the back burner. And I draw like you know a couple times, of, or I get on you know how you get on a little roll. Yep. draw for a week and then you stop for two months draw yeah. for a week or something but then when I was you always assume that you're going to get better at something just because you're getting older yeah. you know <laughs> and I think it was like when I was like 30 I don't know how old I was but I was like okay this is not happening Yeah, you know what I mean like here I am 30 something and I still I still suck yeah you can yeah, right, yeah. yeah. if you gotta I can Maybe pause just it pause it what were we talking about now? Uh, we were talking about painting. Oh, yeah, Take yeah. the back burner. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then... Uh, yeah, so I realized, like, I'm not going to get better mm-hmm. unless I 
work hard. Apply yourself. Yeah, yeah, like I don't think I really understood the concept. Yeah. Uh, Which is funny because I know you guys, your job is propaganda. Yeah. So you guys, you guys are jamming all the time. You're practicing all the time. Yeah. And it's just funny that it wouldn't, because that's how you got better as like a musician is you, you play every day. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's kind of funny that you wouldn't see the, yeah the whole thing kind of like come full circle. But. Yeah. And actually I was uh, doing lots of uh, jujitsu too. You mm-hmm. know? And I'd see myself, I think somewhere along there, I guess I was seeing us at propaganda getting a lot better, you know? Yeah. And I'm seeing like at jujitsu, I'd be like, like, I'm not like overly strong, mm-hmm. overly big, nothing about me, you know, not yeah. overly athletic, but I'd see big, strong people. And like, while I was at jujitsu, like, I like, like I ended up, you know, getting pretty far with it mm-hmm. and like just doing well. And I could just see it's only cause I'm always trying, always there, always, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I was like, I just have to do this for like music and like I just saw that's the way it works, you know. Yeah. Like people who don't come often, don't get really good. They can't catch up. Mm-hmm. People with great physical abilities, you're, you know, you're like, oh man, this person's gonna be better than me in six months. Yeah. And then like six, seven years go by, they're still not better than you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like you're getting better at a comp, more constant rate. You know? Yeah. And then I heard on uh, there's this thing online. I well, I decided I'm gonna try to start like digitally painting. You know? Okay. Yep. So I was like, how do I learn? And I saw this guy, this this thing called crimson daggers. He was like, he'd have this speech before everything. Like, you know, like you're only going to get better if you do, you know, yeah. if you work hard, there's no other way. And I'd hear this speech every day and I'd wake up at like whatever eight. Yeah. And everyone draws together online. Like, oh, okay. like today we're drawing like old master copies. Today we're drawing uh, from this. Today we're yeah. drawing from our heads, you know? That was going. And then there's like a little group and you put up your pictures in the group, you know? Yeah. So that kept me going. But I just see like how I'd see people getting better, you mm-hmm. know? And especially the guy doing the show, you know? Yeah. This guy, Dave Raposa, he's, yeah. And I just his speech inspired me every day, you mm-hmm. know? And then you also develop habits, you know? Like instead of, like you wake up, you get right to it, you know? Yeah. Like nowadays, like I wake up, walk from there over there start playing my guitar yeah you know what i mean it's like i like like to learn and get older and develop habits mm-hmm. you know because when i moved from regina like i'm a kid moved to winnipeg so I, like i have no one watching me no one no yeah. one guiding me no one like making me do it like i could sit there and wear diapers and roll around <laughs> in the garbage you yeah, know what i mean yeah. like <laughs> just like uh yeah, I just found like it took me like a long time to like organize myself mm-hmm. as a like a like a productive person. Yeah, for sure. You know, like it's the biggest challenge of my entire life. Yeah. And then uh but once I once you develop the habits, like that's all it is, you know. If you want to draw, make sure you're drawing at a certain time every day. Mm-hmm. Make sure, you know or try, you yeah. know. Like try not to skip like don't skip don't skip yeah you know and then I, and i'd be like okay i gotta i'm gonna do like a hundred paintings this year mm-hmm. and not worry if they're good or bad yeah as long as you just do it and, and you're there and then trying you know trying to apply everything everything always learning you know yeah. and then uh you know next year okay this time 150 yeah you know it's like that and then and i'd be like 
like I don't want to fuck around like like I'm not gonna try to learn how to paint like I don't drink or yeah. I don't have a car like I save like my money that I like I don't buy really much you know yeah so I was like my money's gonna go towards like I'm gonna find the best painters I possibly can mm-hmm. and go and do workshops yeah I've you seen know? you've done a bunch of, yeah, of workshops yeah. throughout the, yeah. the last couple of years yeah and people people like I was surprised at how like skeptical and uh, like people actually trying to almost stop me from doing it. Yeah. Like people like, you know, like, oh, like even in subtle ways, like, oh, I bet you that costs a lot. You know, it's like, well, fuck other people go on all these other people do shit. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm Um, not spending $1,600 to go to Cuba for a week. I'm going to spend $1,600 to go learn to get better at this thing that I love. Yeah, yeah. And carry it with me, carry it forward for the rest of my life. Right, exactly, yeah. yeah. So that's my kind of attitude, you know. Is there something you like to paint more than others? Like, because I know for me, like for photography, I mean, I love, I still love shooting couples and weddings. Um, not because they pay my bills, because I love seeing two people that are in love. Right, right. And like just having fun and like, especially people that are super uncomfortable in front of the camera. Right. Just like watching them kind of put down that wall and like real laughs and real smiles. But then I love shooting shows. Like shows are my, my stress relief, if you want to call it that. Like I don't get paid to shoot some of them, but I go and I do it because I love doing it. And it's just, it's my stress relief. So is there something you kind of gravitate more towards than others? Or is it just kind of a free for all? I would say... Basically, uh, well, I heard, uh, I try to do it, uh, I try not to lock myself into something, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, I like to paint outside when I can, as much as I can. I like painting portraits a lot. Mm-hmm. I like painting the figure, uh, and I like, I do still lifes. That's what I like the least. Oh, okay. Uh, but I do it a little bit, you yeah. know? Like, uh. Well, it's like I don't like shooting, uh, well, like boudoir photography. Right. I don't dislike shooting it, but it's one of the hardest for me to shoot because there's already so many things going against me. Number one, I'm a guy and I'm shooting a half-naked woman that is not necessarily 100% comfortable with me. Right. So I've got to work harder to make her feel comfortable and safe. Um, Also, that being said, there's other people in the room like the hairstylist and the makeup artist because I want other people around to just lighten the mood and like, you know, so that to me, I don't dislike shooting it, but to me it's hard, but I will put myself out there and do it because how else can you grow without, you know, like you said, shooting still life or not shooting, painting still life isn't your favorite thing, but you could apply what you learn from painting a still life thing to one of your portraits or something like that. And I do, you know, I do enjoy it just a little less. Yeah, for sure. And then, uh, yeah, I like drawing with like, even like, like one time I heard someone say that like, your mind is like a needle, like a, like a ski tracks, you know? Okay. Yep. And like the less you don't add new information, the deeper the grooves get, but you need, you need like fresh snow snowed in all the time, you know? It's like I've tried to like really maintain or uh, like be aware, like sometimes paint or draw with like a, 
you know, ink. Mm-hmm. Today, just ink. Yeah. Today, charcoal. Yeah. Today, Conte. Oil paint, you know. Yeah. Now, I'll try, like, gouache, like, digital. Mm-hmm. You know, just trying to solve the pro- the same type of problems as many different ways as possible mm-hmm. to hopefully not have the grooves of my brain For sure. In. But, like, it, it's harder to... Like, if you specialize in one thing, like, I'm sure, like, if I was to just specialize in just drawing with this pen all the time, mm-hmm. like, it'd be, like, I'd be pretty amazing at it, you know? Yeah. Right, right now, I'm, like, at, like, it's like, oh, that's a pretty good ink drawing, you know? Yeah. But it's, but I would be, like, un, probably unbelievable if I spent all the time just with this brush, you mm-hmm. know? So, like, if it was my career, I might have to specialize, but because it's not... You know, I can, it gives you the freedom to kind of wander yeah, around. And, and I've heard lots of artists say, like, it's the best place to be is not... Not, not, not doing not, it as your job? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And well, and you can feel it with music, too, you know? Yeah. It's just like, it's just like you're making a record, but you're like... But so many people are going to hear it. Yeah. You know, like, like in the first... Like, when I used to watch Propaganda in the whatever, when they started, mm-hmm. they're playing for the Albert. Yeah. Like they're playing for the people in this room at the Albert. Yeah. You know, and eventually it becomes like there's people everywhere, you know, the, and people are like, even like nowadays, like looking back 30 years, seeing songs that were meant to be heard by this certain batch of people at the Albert. Yeah. And judging them as if they're like, uh, like a proclamation to the earth, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, it's just, it just changes, you know? Yeah. That actually segues beautifully into what I was going to ask you next is uh, over the last couple of years, Prop has been doing a lot more or touring a lot more, uh, more uh, as in like sporadically, like you'll do two week stints more often than kind of you have in the past. Yeah. And you've also, you guys have also been playing a few more festivals, which is what I've always loved about Propaganda is you never compromise for like playing the warp tour yeah because for a paycheck now you're doing like you played uh montebello on the uh the no sponsors stage um you guys are coming up this this year you're playing a punk rock holiday again yeah uh, over in europe um is this i mean usually as bands get older they kind of like tone down but you guys seem to be amping up not amping up but keeping more busy i guess it's probably grammatically incorrect, but um, is that something you guys are trying to do? Be like, be more aware of is like playing more and more. Not really. I think we're like for me. I just like George comes up with shows and yeah. asks if we want to play, and me and Chris see there's like so yes or no if you're yeah, and I'm I like pretty much. I'm, I just tell Jordan, I'll do whatever shows you guys want. Like, yeah. like within our, like we're all within the same parameters. Like, so yeah. it's not whatever shows. Like, I understand that Jordan's going to do his best to make sure it shows we were into, you know? For sure, yeah. But I'm like, okay, Jordan, you're, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know what's going on. Like, he asks us, but like, we're pretty much like, or me, I'm like, whatever you want to do is good. Yeah. You know? Um, and even. And I'd say Chris, because he's got a family and that he's like. Like if it was just up to George, we'd do more. If it was just up to Chris, he'd probably we'd probably do less. Yeah. And like me, I'm like in between. Like yeah, I'm you're I just Winnipeg, for whatever. In Winnipeg, I'll paint and draw and yeah. play music and have fun. Yeah. You know, I don't care. And if I'm on tour, I'll 
draw um, blame you I'll do you know what I mean yeah exactly it's like I'm happy like I'm happy here I'm happy there like I do like to keep ourselves like going and yeah, for sure and the more you play the like the better you are yeah. you know so it's like I do feel like and, and with you know with Sue Lin like I do feel like like it's a good band you know like mm-hmm. it should like it's a shame to be in these like years of our life where we're just firing so hard like yeah. to to not be doing not going out and doing it yeah. Yeah, yeah and you guys even for the for the first time i don't know ever but for a very long time put out a music video for uh on the the victory lap yeah yeah and the one thing because I, I mean i love the video i love the new album love the song like love everything about the new album but i was watching the video and you were doing something very weird you weren't doing it, but I caught it and I had to like rewatch it a couple times because the first time, all you see is like your hands playing and you had tattoos. <laughs> and then it like pans the next one and you don't have tattoos. <laughs> and I'm like, and then one of the ones, it's it's like obviously like I could see the sleeve. And I was just like, what the fuck was that? Like, was that just something you were just doing for fun or yeah, just because yeah, yeah. like I, I caught it and I'm like, that's so funny. Cause... Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just a tattoo. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah. Chris, I don't know where he got him. He's just like, you want to wear this? For the video? <laughs> yeah, sure. Because <laughs> I, I loved it. Because it really, it got me to watch it like another three or four times. Be yeah. like, I'm like, I just, I just saw Todd at like the park theater at a show. And he, I don't think he had tattoos. I'm like, I don't, that seems, and then I eventually caught it. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yeah. And you never see your face at the beginning really when you're playing it's just like just hands and forearms right, yeah. and yeah i i thought it was hilarious yeah yeah it um, wouldn't be like that's uh yeah it wasn't all that planned out you know like that's basically uh uh greg gallinger there came yeah like just came to our place and like we ran through the song three times and he left you know yeah it's like one time sleeves out one time sleeves out um so I've got, like I told you, I've got a few questions from um, fans of Propagandy. Um, I'm just going to fire them off. You can just just get them done. Uh, let's see here. I'm going to steer clear of the um, political stuff because okay. I'm sick of yeah. hearing and seeing about Trump. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I just... Yeah. Yeah, I'm no, not going to say anything. Yeah, yeah it's, it is what it is. Um, let's see. It's hard going through these. Um, uh, I got, somebody asked, uh, if you're ever planning on ever having any prints for sale of your art. Specifically, like even like the failed states. I know you said it's digitally yeah, yeah. created, but if you'd ever sell prints of... Um, maybe portraits are still or the failed states yeah i've uh ah i've thought about it i doubt i i doubt i do prints of the portraits you know mm-hmm. like it's really yeah i mean it's a point. pretty yeah. i guess a personal thing and like wh- have you ever thought of like doing a show at some point like uh, I just, just kind of an art show i consider myself just kind of in this intermediate practicing zone you know? okay like uh I kind of, I just hesitate to get involved in anything that might make it less fun. Yeah. Or, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't no, want to be gotcha. involved in money. I don't want to be involved in, you know what I mean? Yeah. 
Cause I just want to paint. I want to learn. I yeah. want to. You want to do it for you. Yeah. And then if they sit on the shelf, if they sit in the closet. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's kind of the way I feel about my, like, my photography. Yeah. I've done a few shows and I like it, but I always feel weird about pricing them or whatever. Cause I'm like, I, I, I don't just, just enjoy it. Like yeah. Them. It's yeah. fine. No, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Like I, like the thing is, is like, you're like, okay. Like what people ask you, you know, like people are like, how much for this? Yeah. You know, like you want to say like, you know what I mean? Like they're expecting probably something low too, you know? Yeah. And you're like, you want to say some, you, you want to say low. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, like, you know, from photography, yeah, right? Yeah, you've, you've put your blood, sweat, yeah. tears, like. It's like how many fucking hours, you know, to give you something for like. Yeah. Especially when I know like. Like there's people all over Winnipeg, mm -hmm. like, like without much painting skill, selling paintings for a lot of money. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And like, and I see some great painters that I love, like that I think are some of the best that I've ever seen, mm -hmm. like selling their paintings for less than what people than what in Winnipeg's worth. are. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, and I just, like, I can't emotionally get involved in this whole yeah. thing, you know? No, that's for sure. It's just like, no, this took me too much, you know? Like too much effort, too much time. Yeah. Like I don't want to low ball myself to that. No, point. for sure. And I don't feel like, like I don't feel like I'm doing also at the same point a master painting where I want to charge you a lot of, you know. It's yeah, just, and I mean, if it's something for you, that's what it should be for. Like yeah. it should be for you to make you happy and you feeling content and being in your kind of like your happy your happy spot. If you yeah. want to get all hippy dippy about it, but it's like, I'm sure when you're painting, you're not thinking of anything else except that painting. Yeah, yeah. Like you're just, that's where you are. Yeah. And it's like, same with Jamie, you know, like sitting yep. there, like practicing with yourself. Like I have a feeling like for myself, like a lot of times the best things I ever do are just here unrecorded in mm -hmm. my house, you know? Uh, another guy asks, um, you guys recently uh, just released uh, uh, Through Sheets Happen, uh, not Tab, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Music, the, music the music, the, yeah. the music to uh, Victory Lap, and you just uh, released the ones for the past two records, I think. Um, yeah. Somebody had asked if you're planning on ever doing one for today's empires. I. We haven't thought about it really, but mm -hmm. yeah, it would be good, especially. If, yeah. <clears throat> We'd have to like I, uh, yeah, it'd be helpful even just to have it just for our own sake that if we ever have to play those songs anymore. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Oh, that also, uh, going back, um, because you've been with the band since today's, um, on the first two records, favorite song to play from How to Clean or Less Talk and least favorite that it's like, not least favorite, it's just like you're over it, you don't want it. You, you kind of, you mentally roll your eyes in your head when you hear people screaming out the song. Well... I guess my favorite from How to Clean is uh, Who Will Help Me Bake This Bread. Mm -hmm. uh, just because that's one of the first that really took me. And the thing is about all these songs is it's actually Chris who doesn't want to play them. So mm -hmm. like the ones that I don't really like never, I don't have doesn't to. Really, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it's like, uh, but I guess like there's some songs that we've maybe played like that I don't really need to play anymore, mm -hmm. you know, from those records. Uh, yeah. But we don't do it, so it doesn't matter. Either. Yeah. 
Uh, also, uh, another guy asks, also, what's the unfinished track he speaks of in Potemkin liner notes? Assuming, quote unquote, assuming it was completed at some point. Oh, yeah, that end ended up being uh, completely different, 100% different, but it ended up being Dark Matters. Oh, okay. Failed states. Yeah, it was like this elaborate song. I have it in the basement, actually, on a disc, which I'm afraid that they wrecked the disc. So they're pretty <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's just this elaborate, elaborate song, and you can hear, like, the riffs. It's just, I just couldn't, that's another thing, I just couldn't get it quite up to where I wanted yeah but if I could have you know like it'd be yeah it's, it's too bad you know like I listen I'm like fuck it's all, almost awesome you yeah know? but it's just like ah, whatever just, just not quite yeah um so what what do you guys have coming up I know you just released a whole bunch of European stuff uh dates in May I think uh we I think no nah, Australian Australia yeah. Australia and May. New Zealand yeah and then, oh yeah, sorry. So Australia, New Zealand. Have you guys been to New Zealand before? Yep. Yeah. Not for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, you guys are going over to Europe in July. Yeah. I July, think end of yeah. July. That yeah. was it. Yeah. Um, and a few people on that thing had asked. Obviously, they're Canadians. Yeah. Um, can we expect like a, a, even a West Coast or an East Coast or across Canada, prop tour? Uh, not in the near future, but like maybe, you know, after like in the fall, I think we'll probably also do a few, like there's this festival in the States that we were going to play and then okay. couldn't cause uh, we couldn't. So we might do that and then that might open up like a few little things here and there. Yeah. But I'd like to get back to Halifax and Newfoundland. You know? Oh, that'd be amazing. I still, that's still a corner of camera that I haven't got oh, to yet. Awesome. And I yeah. really, cause I mean from what everyone's told me the people out there are the salt of the earth like they're yeah. just excuse me the most genuine sweetest nicest people in the world yeah which i'm sure there's people like that across canada but i haven't been out there and i would really love to be out there at some yeah. point yeah i love newfoundland i'd like to like look around there lots more and are you that's just leah oh yep she knocks in case i'm doing my singing <laughs> so she doesn't you can either oh, press no, that's fine. Yeah. We, I, I just go with the whole thing. Is, <laughs> Hello. You know Dwayne, Leah? It's Leah. Dwayne. I think we may have met. It's from Esteban. At some point. At some point years ago. Sorry, yeah. Ten, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. Ten years ago? I've been here ten years. Oh, wow. It doesn't seem like ten years, but... Sort of does. Sort of does. Yeah. Like, I feel like I've known you for quite a while. Yeah. I mean, we yeah. met at... And I'm not going to lie. I fanboyed out hard when I messaged whatever propaganda thing in from Estevan and asked if you wanted to play there yeah, yeah. and I was dealing with Jordan Jordan's like yep I'm like w w what <laughs> what huh and then you guys pull up in the van I'm like yeah this is my favorite band hey <laughs> um, yeah, that, that was cool yeah it was cool for me too because uh it's Ed, Ed Estevan you know yeah. that's where my all my cousins are from yeah for sure and they were there too. yeah that was that was a fun I learned a lot about putting on a show that oh yeah because <laughs> that's the biggest one I've ever done right and Looking back, it could have gone way sideways. Thank goodness it didn't. Everyone was pretty chill, pretty cool. No one was drinking in the venue, which was great. Right. I did have to call the cops on the people drinking outside the venue because I'm like, I don't need the show getting shut down yeah, because yeah. then I'll have a bunch of pissed off people. Because yeah. people even came from like Calgary oh, wow. for that show. Because yeah. like, I think that was one of the years where you guys played like three shows or four shows. Right. Yeah, yeah, it was Because you played like... Yeah. 
You played Brandon, Portage, and Esteban. Okay. Was like within an eight month period. Um, oh yeah. So going back, um, are you guys working on like new stuff? I'm sure you're constantly working on or fleshing out new stuff. Yeah, I was just kind of getting the little riffs together and whatever, and uh, yeah, we just actually were not our jam space has been closed down for the last like couple months. So oh, okay. Just kind of lazily getting back to it, but, <laughs> but yeah, I've been playing a ton of guitar. Awesome. Me? Like, yeah, I don't know what those guys are up to, but they're I'm sure they're they're doing all, something. Yeah, <laughs> we just convene and get all the riffs going again. And, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for sitting down with me and yeah, talking thanks, to me about everything. And um, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I like to pepper the everything in here with some songs. Oh, cool. So I'm definitely gonna throw some I Spy in there. Some, oh, right on. Throw some prop. Uh, we didn't quite touch on swallowing shit, but oh yeah, I'll I'll, I'll throw some stuff in there. And yeah, cool. Thanks for sitting down, and I'm sure I would love to have a part two at some point because I'm like, there's a lot more things I would have liked to have got to, but. I don't want to take up too much of your time. For sure. And yeah, thanks. Oh yeah, yeah, thank you. There it was. There was my conversation with Todd from Propagandy. If you want to check them out, uh, you know where to go. All the usual suspects, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Propagandy.com. If you want to go to the actual website, who goes to websites now? Uh, right now they are over in Australia and New Zealand. Uh, new album, not so new album, Victory Lap out on Epitaph Records. In July and August, they are headed over to Europe, so all you lucky people in Europe get to get to check out Propagandy. Hopefully, they'll be playing here in Winnipeg soon. That would be really nice. And huge thanks to Mike Lipinowski for all his technical wizardry. It's it's really great having you know having people that have your back that want to help me do this podcast because it means a lot. Uh, also a big shout out to DivideShirtCompany.com for sponsoring the podcast. We're hopefully going to get some t-shirts made up soon. It'll be a limited run and then, you know, maybe we'll make more. Maybe we won't. I don't know. Huge thanks to Todd for sitting down and talking to me. Hopefully I'll get a chance to talk to the rest of the people from Propagandy because that would be incredible. I've, I've been such a big fan for so long. I want to kind of get everybody's, you know, I'd love to talk to everybody in that band because hopefully they, I mean, they all have different perspectives and you know how it goes. It would be great to sit everybody down in a room and just let them go. That would be a great interview, I think, or conversation more so than an interview. So yeah, there you go. I hope everybody enjoyed. Uh, I am not going to play any propaganda songs because I don't want to. Instead, I want to play some stuff that uh, just kind of Todd has been involved with. And yes, I know he's been involved with the band for a very, very, very long time. But this isn't a propaganda um, podcast or podcast episode. Instead, I, I really enjoy talking to Todd. So I'm going to play some older stuff, uh, some stuff you may have heard of, may not have heard of. Uh, the first song is called Appliances and Cars by iSpy. Up after that is Remain by iSpy. And then I'm going to play a couple Swallowing Shit songs. They're, you know, 45-minute long songs, so stick with them. Uh, first song is Pro-Abortion Antichrist, Antichrist, and then Riel. So enjoy, and thank you, everybody, for your support. Head over to the Facebook page, our Instagram. Always have new content going up there, and make sure to 
review us on or on Facebook. Come on, get your head out of your ass, Dwayne. Review us on iTunes. Give us a good rating. Tell your friends about us. That we appreciate more than you know. Have a great day, everybody. This isn't business. It's a hope and it's a bush and not a product. So tell them that you can't be bought. I don't want corporate backing. Five hundred thousand bucks a year. That's not what it's about. It's something so much more. Than money.